I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're tuned to the Steve Donahue Show on CPL Radio, your one-stop daily source for Steve's take on the world of books. And now your host, the book critic who literally reads everything, Steve Donahue. Greetings, fellow patrons of the Cedarburg Public Library, and welcome back to the Steve Donahue Show, where we talk about bookish news, views, and reviews with febrile intensity. And our news today comes from a source that everybody in the world simultaneously mocks and relies on, and that source, of course, is Twitter. <laughs> Here in Wisconsin, we have an old-fashioned common sense necessary to treat all social media with the skepticism it so richly deserves. And we... Uh, uh, in his glass-walled booth, my producer holds up a sign saying, Aren't you in Boston? As soon as we're done chatting here, I'll hold up a sign of my own saying, Aren't you a web-footed, four-tonsled, nuclear-waste loser? Uh, but for now, we'll just push on. Uh, ephemeral and ridiculous as Twitter may be, it can spark interesting conversations, and it did so just the other day on a bookish question, or at least something that on the surface seemed bookish. Uh, a journalist and we'll use that word generously. That's how she describes herself, so we'll let it go at that. Uh, a journalist named Jess McHugh published a, a quick tweet sharing her to her, she had nearly uh, 4,000 subscribers, uh, the following top seven warning signs in a man's bookshelf. Uh, number one, a dog-eared copy of Infinite Jest. Uh, for those of you who maybe might might not be up on your on your. He-Man lit Infinite Jest is a 1,500-page novel by the late David Foster Wallace. Uh, number two, too much Hemingway. Number three, any amount of Bukowski. Number four, Ayn Rand. Number five, Goethe. Uh, number six, a quote, Lolita is my favorite book. And number seven, Father and Sons, that's by Ivan Turgenev, is my favorite book. Uh, that is her uh, 
top seven warning signs in a man's bookshelf. And in the original tweet that she that she just tossed off, she doesn't really clarify what they're warning signs of. She she expects you to read between the lines quite a bit. Uh, and needless to say, uh, response was swift, <laughs> and it was in many cases unsparing. Uh, there were there were quite a few uh, responses that were one-liners funny in their own right. I want to I want to share you with you some of those in case you missed this little brouhaha. One person tweeted, "2014 called. They want their BuzzFeed listicle back." <laughs> Another wrote, "What's wrong with fathers and sons? Disincurtenev. What's next?" And I can't help but agree with that aggrieved soul. I promise it wasn't me. Turgenev is is a great Russian author. I can't help but think that, uh, that what's her name again? Uh, Jess McHugh included this book because of its title. Because if, I think if, it, if the, the Russian title had been Fathers and Daughters, I bet it would not have made this list. Uh, another person wrote, Oh, look, another blue check demarcating the bounds of acceptable discourse. That refers to the fact that Jess McHugh has a blue check mark. Twitter hands out blue check marks to accounts that have been quote unquote verified. Uh, Originally, the idea, I think, started because people would 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 create fake celebrity accounts. So Justin Bieber would have a Twitter account, but there'd be a bunch of other Twitter accounts that also claim to be Justin Bieber. I think that Twitter originally started the blue checkmark to demarcate who was the real celebrity. But since then, blue checkmarks are handed out almost exclusively to 21st century moral censors, to moral busybodies who are going to shame and... Uh, attack on Twitter. It's, it's uh, a shorthand, it's crude but acceptable uh, shorthand when navigating the wilds of Twitter that a blue check mark means an awful person. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, uh, another person tweeted, I respect the purity of this. This is, this is uh, firmly, bitterly tongue-in-cheek. I respect the purity of this. The blue check, the 2,800 followers, the invitation for others to help you sell a piece that'll be called when the lit bro mob came for me, let me know if you need a proofreader. <laughs> in person, in other words, uh, sarcastically pointing out that the original tweet was obviously merely a cry for attention uh, and an, in, an invitation to be victimized. Uh, another person tweeted, another fine entry into the tweet genre of, quote, college-educated white woman whines about the kind of college-educated white man she almost exclusively dates. <laughs> And another person followed that up by writing, hope your ex who you're mad at sees this. <laughs> uh, one person responded, IDK, that is uh, Twitter speak for I don't know. It's not necessary since the character limit was increased. People still use it, uh, I guess, to signal to us all that they are idiots. Uh, IDK, like only 15% of men in the U.S. read anything at all. If he actually has books and opinions about them, that is rare. Uh, and we'll get to that. I... I Sort of, kind of agree. Uh, and uh, uh, one last response that I want to read to you. I think the, quote, a man has opinions about books, quote, thing, might be the real beef behind this list. <laughs> so one of the things that I like about Twitter, one of the few things I like about it, is that people who are trying to code what they're obviously really thinking or doing get called out immediately. They get called on the carpet immediately, often in very funny ways. Uh, but the whole, the whole quick... Uh, Tempest in a Teapot got me thinking. Uh, first about Jess McHugh's ostensible original point, which is that these books signal not a particular type of reader, but a particular type of potential boyfriend. Narcissistic, brutal, shallow. 
basically Patrick Bateman, the murderous main character of Bret Easton Ellis's novel American Psycho, a book that, along with Chuck Blahniuk's Fight Club, is conspicuously absent from her list. Uh, this type of potential boyfriend will take his dates to nice places and insist on paying the bill, but he'll also expect to do unmentionable things in the bedroom, and he'll be prone to choke slamming his dates in response to a new girlfriend putting his spoons back in the correct order, or, or daring to giggle at his shelves of hand-painted Warhammer figurines. Uh, and in this way, there's a possibility that McHugh wasn't really talking about books at all, but rather about the use of books by a certain kind of man. Uh, it's not very likely. The young author is almost certainly indulging in a bit of fashionable man-bashing, but still, it's possible. Uh, but it also got me thinking about the extent to which the rest of us actually make these kinds of judgments in our own lives. How many times have you looked at somebody's bookshelves and seen things you'd consider warning signs, regardless of what it's a warning sign of? And, and to what extent is it legitimate? Uh, if, you, if your kind, friendly neighbors invite you over for fondue night and you see a leather-bound copy of the Turner Diaries nestled amidst the P.G. Woodhouse and Nancy Mitford, wouldn't you start to think non-literary thoughts? If your new girlfriend had a copy of Blythe Roberson's How to Date Men When You Hate Men on her nightstand, might you contemplate a weary return to the unruly chaparral of J-Date? <laughs> In other words, although Jess McHugh might have been trolling or simply unoriginal, uh, isn't this something we all tend to do? Construct warning signs out of reading material? Uh, it's true, some of the items on her list are downright strange. Like I mentioned, her Twitter responses amply demonstrate that I wasn't the only one who raised a puzzled eyebrow at the inclusion of Turgenev or Goethe. Uh, the clear substitutions there would be American Psycho and Fight Club, with a possible honorable mentions for uh, Timothy Ferris's The 4-Hour Workweek, if you are unfamiliar with dude bro and lit bro types. Oh my, do they love that book. Uh, and also, of course, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Um, but by and large, this is, really is a list of the kinds of books smart but sociopathic young men tend to own. It's a small reflection of a larger phenomenon that's sometimes called Dude Bro Lit, and that is a subject I have no doubt we will be talking about at great length on the Steve Donahue Show in future episodes. <laughs> but in the meantime, there is an antidote shelf of books. Uh, there are titles that, if surreptitiously slipped onto that battered bookshelf, might subtly work themselves into the consciousness of the young sociopath in question, might even lure them back from the brink. <laughs> I thought I would give you some of those. And, and as, as a suggestion, there are, of course, many others that we could use. But, for instance, in place of Infinite Jest, we could swap out the equally long but vaguely more bro-friendly uh, and definitely more subtle and thought-provoking tale of Genji, widely regarded by many people as the the very first novel, and regarded by quite a few people as one of the best. And, incidentally, written by a woman. Uh, alongside all that Hemingway, uh, we could slip in some of the almost totally neglected fiction of great reporter and former Hemingway wife, Martha Gellhorn, who wrote better novels than Hemingway, and the first person to act against her because of that was Hemingway himself. Why not find, if you can... There aren't any 80 million paperback editions of her works the way there are of his, but if you can find copies of her work, slip them in there on the shelf. The Hemingway Connection may get the uh, warning-signed young man to give them a try. Uh, you, you needless to say have to throw the Bukowski out the nearest window. There is no salvaging Bukowski. But you can substitute a copy of Richard Farina's novel, Been Down So Long, It Looks Like Up to Me, uh, which is not very well known. and is, is the author's only claim to fame, uh, main claim to fame. I'm... I feel certain that the young man in question with the warning signs all around him might fall in love with it. 
and if so, might set his feet on a better path uh, than one that was ever touched by the feet of Bukowski. Uh, and also, needless to say, you have to burn the Ayn Rand. There is no hope there. There is no path to salvation there. There is nothing to be gleaned or salvaged from those words. You have to burn the Ayn Rand. But you can replace it with as much Hannah Arendt as you could find. Go to the Strand Bookstore. Clean out their Hannah Arendt. Slip it on that shelf. It may appeal. The key is that it has to be there before it can appeal. The first, first it has to be on that shelf. Uh, and if you can do all that, and of course keep the Goethe and the Turgenev, uh, you might just begin to build a better young male reader. Of course, I have very little doubt that Jess McHugh would then immediately switch to complaining about something else, but at least the better young male reader would be there. <laughs> and on that optimistic note, I'll close this episode of The Steve Donahue Show and wish you all plenty of happy reading. Until next time. The Steve Donahue Show is a production of CPL Radio a service of the Cedarburg Public Library located in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.